What's up, y'all? We're on location today. Yeah, we are. It's Clarissa. She works at Winthrop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We're um eating brunch at Famous Toastery. Yep, yep. We had, uh, I had the lobster scramble, which was awesome and great. And, you know, I'm basic.com, so I just had a breakfast chicken. That is not a thing. No. I had a breakfast sandwich with bacon. I don't know where chicken came from because I want wings right now. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. That's a thing. So, yeah. So, we decided to do a mini-sode on, um, on location while we had some brunch because we love a brunch. And there's so much going on right now um, in the world. And so we're just going to do a current events mini-sode and kind of talk about our thoughts and feelings about a myriad of topics from reality TV stuff to some more um, real life, real life, depressing, but predictable issues at this point. Um, first, let's say rest in peace to Prodigy from Mob Deep. Uh, apparently, he passed away yesterday. At 42, um, right? At 42. Now, he had sickle cell anemia, and so I think it was due to complications of sickle cell. Um, but still, it's he's he was such a pioneer in our hip-hop industry. Um, he was woke. He was, you know, raging against the system. He was saying the things that a lot of people weren't trying to hear and so yeah he's definitely going to be a, a huge absence in the hip-hop world um and it's just unfortunate when people die young um especially of illnesses and things of that nature so rest in peace to prodigy and to um and condolences to his family so we want to talk about the verdict um for philando castile's murderer um, we're not going to say his name, of course, because we don't give airtime to bad people. But um, for those of you who don't know, Philando Castile was riding in a car with his girlfriend and her daughter um, last summer. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were pulled over. We're really not still still not really sure why they were pulled over. It said something about a taillight, but then there have been videos and pictures later that said that their taillights worked just fine um and this officer pulls them over he asks mr castile if he has a firearm which he did and he was registered to carry um he had done all the proper gone through all the proper channels um and had all the correct documentation paperwork was in order he had never committed a crime he actually worked in a school cafeteria um just overall really good person and yet and still the officer said he felt scared and threatened and he shot and killed Mr. Castile and it became really um it went viral because the girlfriend went Facebook live right after the shooting happened while Mr. Castile was dying mm -hmm. um and so there's all this evidence that there was no threatening behavior Mr. Castile didn't do anything wrong and yet and still he um his murderer was acquitted of oh they had acquitted or did they choose not to file charges no, he was acquitted. He was acquitted of charges um, in regards. Guilty. He found not guilty um, in regards to his responsibility in the death of Mr. Castile, and it just has. I mean, I I don't know what 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 do we do? Like, what do we? 
what what do we have to do and why do we have to do anything to make this not okay but it feels like what do we have to do to prove that our lives matter and that um the police shooting us without provocation is not okay like it just still continues to boggle my mind that even with technology and all that we have we can't get a conviction when someone guns us down we don't get convictions we get settlements so after they're not found guilty a year or six months later they just end up giving you millions of dollars as though that makes up for the person's death because that just happened with um I looked today Mike Brown's family received um the wrongful death wrongful killing settlement today from court and I don't understand but didn't find his murderer guilty exactly how can there be a wrongful death and yet you can't find these people guilty like it just it so that tells me that the system knows that these people are being murdered and so yeah. that's why they're cutting the checks because they know that there's evidence that these people were killed um for with no provocation and so they write the million dollar checks but then they don't ever want to hold the people accountable and like what message does that send to the rest of us um around our worth as people you don't have any <laughs> yeah i mean or like you know it happens to black women too but as a black man like what are your thoughts around the police brutality around philando Kessler, just all of it mm, none of this surprises me i mean i can't say i I'm pretty numb to it all. I don't really have mm. feelings about them anymore because this is like, I already know. This is what you kind of expect. Mm. And I mean, I feel like this is something you're prepared for us as a child. I know for me, I was told from John, like, you have, we were born with two strikes. You're a black male. Mm -hmm. Those are your two strikes. So you're always going to have to be kind of on alert with certain things and kind of have to be like, well, I can't put myself in a situation. Although most of all these cases, they didn't put themselves in that situation. But you're like, you have to just expect the worst but i mean none of these verdicts um are surprising to me anymore i mean i think trayvon martin was like the first peak and after that it's kind of like all right well we know mm -hmm. not to expect because every except for the one in florida that's the only one where that's that guy actually one. went to jail yeah for shooting up that teen in his suv that's true but was, yeah so that one like moments like that are like oh small listenings of hope but mm -hmm. all these other things if it involves the cop i am i hate to say it, i hate to even be nigga but it's like oh that's mm -hmm. not going to go anywhere yeah he might be suspended a year later for for um putting the wrong information on his yes. hiring yeah. application like the guy who murdered 12 year old tamir rice right so yeah, yeah. that's the thing welcome to america yeah, and it's tough. Like, you know, I have a, a black son, um, and I have a son who's, he's taller than he's, you know, his age, mm -hmm. he's bigger than his age, and it's terrifying yeah. all the time to think about how people are going to view him. And anyone who knows my son knows he is the sweetest, kindest, most innocent, like, shadiest, <laughs> funniest, shadiest <laughs> little boy. Like, he's such a good human being and i'm not saying that because he's my son i'm saying that because he's a good decent human being and it's like will he get a chance to even let you know who he is before you've decided he's a threat and you murder him just because he's in your space mm -hmm. like i just don't understand what it's gonna take for this to be held accountable because you know and i and 
I, I've seen a lot of cases where um, the police have been able to, you know, stabilize situations with um, Caucasian people who are out of like, there's a, a video of a guy fighting these two officers like, you know, like gladiator in a McDonald's and they just keep fighting with him and they subdue him. There's a chick who was driving her SUV erratically and she jumps out of the sunroof. She's obviously high or on, you know, having some sort of psychotic break and they're able to subdue, subdue her. There's countless videos, but even in the few cases that they have publicized where police have been inappropriate toward Caucasian people, they still don't get it's held because accountable. Like, why are the police Their lens allowed? is different when they see us. When they see us, they see death threat. A savage. That's how they just see. They see but us as... When police, like that, that white boy in South Carolina who got shot in his car when he was driving away, they, they didn't arrest that officer either. Like, I'm like, mm -hmm. when, you know, or the deaf man who was murdered in Charlotte because he was deaf and couldn't hear the police so they shot and killed him there needs to be better training like, in what's general. happening i think the only thing because i mean i feel like we're doing everything we can to yeah. help the situation you know we're like we're fighting for the cause but at the end of the day you know we don't have set training and actual background checks and psychological evaluations of these officers yeah. before they're hired and given a gun because mm -hmm. i just feel like back in 05 and 06 I just feel like we used to just see more cases of people always getting tased. Mm. And, like, they were doing too much with tasing. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just trying to figure out, like, when did it jump start to, like, just straight up shooting people? Like, why do we not tase people anymore? And I think that um, it's been an ongoing thing. Like, I've spoken with people who, you know, I spoke with a woman one time right after the Charleston shooting um, I was working I was doing therapy in nursing homes mm -hmm. and this lady that I was watching the arraignment with when all the families were speaking um, she was easily in her 80s or 90s and she talked about the police coming and shooting her father in the front yard so it's you know I think it's been ongoing um, I think there it ebbs and flows in regards to like I think after the whole Rodney King beating yeah. with the nightsticks, then it was like, okay, well, let's start tasing them. But there are people have been who have been killed from being tased as yeah. well in the excessive force of that. Um, but even the situation um, from oh gosh, was it in Chicago? The movie Michael B. Jordan played in. Oh, you talking about Fruitvale Station? Yeah, Fruitvale Station. That guy. That was in like oh four oh five when that happened. Like you know what I mean? That was. Oh yeah, early now it's a shooting. But I mean, you remember like him. back in like the early two thousands, you just always saw in the news like somebody being excessively tased, or yes, you know, I yes. feel like that was a big epidemic then. Mm -hmm. And I mean, people been well, black people been getting sh shot centuries. But um, I I was just like, I, I would rather y'all go back to this tasing a, a hell, the pepper spraying or something, but. But I mean, we gonna have the convictions where they just was sitting on people and they couldn't breathe. So I mean, yeah. I just I think there just needs to be even e evaluations yeah. and assessments on these officers. Like, yeah, and people need to again, y'all. Like, there's reasons why certain 
groups of people have been made to seem more aggressive than other groups, even though there is no basis for these accusations. If you look at the stats, the numbers are pretty much the same around, you know, crimes against people of their own color. Because again, when people start talking about black on black crime and, you know, y'all are worried about the police, but what about black on black crime? Like, please look at your stats and notice that most crimes happen against the same race. So just like black on black crime happens, white on white crime happens, Asian on Asian crime, Latino on Latino crime, most people who kill somebody kill somebody of their same race. So black on black crime is not a thing. I mean, if you look at statistics like, for serial killers, it's not exactly black exactly. <laughs> and there's some some other groups that are you know known to be aggressive that tend to be white males but we often look past that um, and focus on what the news portrays as what's happening in the hood and understand that all of that comes from a lens all of that it comes from editing I'm not saying that there are parts of America that are dangerous but I'm saying there are parts of America that are dangerous that are black that are white that are Latino that are Asian um, there are parts of the world that are dangerous where predominantly white people live Asian people live African people like you know what I mean like there's danger everywhere mm -hmm. but the lens is sh is shown through you know people of color are more aggressive more dangerous they tend to be in um gangs and things of things of that nature so that's what you're seeing on the news but understand that is shown through a specific lens even when um people act out about things and start having their feelings about things when it's african-americans it's you know we're rioters we're thugs we are out here causing all kind of hell um when lamont scott when keith lamont scott was murdered in charlotte and people were out there protesting which is their right to do they focused on a separate group of people who were destroying property who were just young teenagers white and black mm -hmm. and they made that what the protest was but I had friends who were at the protest and they were like Facebook living and it was peaceful, peaceful and it was appropriate but the media was portraying like this group of people were the protest well you know you can't trust the media anyway because they're, they're gonna always want to show the extreme exactly and exactly. paint the picture well unless especially your fox but um but I think, you know, over time, you can look at history. There have been blatant camp, like J. Edgar Hoover participated in blatant campaigns to make people afraid of African-Americans, which if you read the books, sounds like J. Edgar Hoover also was African-American, but you know, we gonna leave that out there, you know, so <laughs> he had his own self People, people don't, they himself. don't recognize people their don't identity. Like, J. Edgar Hoover was part black, but okay. Self-identity people. Exactly. There, there are four phases get into Absolutely. it <laughs> like they said when they wanted to start the war on drugs around like um reefer madness and all of that um in the early 30s and 40s they um the whole campaign was let's make it look like if we have marijuana legal that you know the black men will rape your white women and the um the you know latinos will you know steal from you like they they created these campaigns to make us look a certain way and what we know is that no one race uses more drugs than any other race so it's you know it's unfortunate that this is how the media portrays us but what i'm asking for people to do is to not always believe everything you see in here because editing's a thing
Right. Um, I'm asking you to do some research, to read some books, to learn how we got to this place in history so that you can understand why black people feel the way they do about this. Because this is not new to us. We have spent our entire lives and generation after generation being mistreated by those who we pay taxes to protect us. Mm-hmm. And we're tired of it. And we should be tired of it because it's not right. And that that's why folks are going to be outraged. And I want to say to, you know, my Caucasian counterparts um, and, and my Asian and Latino, if you listen to the show, you know, I've heard my friends, some of my friends say like, well, we don't know what it's comfortable for us to say or not to say like is black lives matter a you know black only thing we don't want to offend we don't want to jump on the bandwagon like support is support is support and for me personally i don't feel any type of way when a caucasian person says this is wrong and black lives matter and this is not okay like that feels good to me i don't know about you earl does that no no it doesn't bother me yeah it is i we need all support. Exactly. Yeah. All of the support. And black lives does not just mean African American. It's people of color. Exactly. And people and, and the ones who are like, well, all lives matter. You're right. All lives matter. But it doesn't seem like there is a disproportionate number of other races being murdered in the street by yeah. police and getting away with it. If if the shift turn, if the tides turn, and all of a sudden the police start shooting white people at random, I'm going to be out there like, white lives matter. Like, why are y'all shooting all the white people? I would be just as concerned if it wasn't someone who looked like me. But if you look at history, it's someone who looks like me. And so what we're saying is, yes, we too matter. And we would like for you to show up for us and say that this is not okay. And some like the fact that it was a trial and he was found not guilty, like just hurts my heart even more because it's like these people like who are supposed to be just like us, you know, just American mm-hmm. citizens don't see this as wrong. And that just it boggles my mind. It hurts my heart. So, yeah, and we're still really numb about it, you know, but it's, yeah. And then we had another shooting this week um, of a pregnant woman. She was three months pregnant. Three months. Um, she called the police because she suspected a burglary. Um, they did say that there had been issues in her home before based on company she has kept in the past. But they knew she was there and she had children and, um they came out guns drawn um and they her family said she had some mental health issues they didn't really go into details around what that was um and she did have a knife but again there are so many ways to you know immobilize somebody that doesn't require you to put bullets in them in front of their children um and so charlena lyles was murdered um earlier this week and you know nothing's happened yet there's not been any anything i think they've been put on leave paid leave which is kind of the standard but other than that you know it's just another situation where a woman was murdered a pregnant woman was murdered in front of her children and we are doubtful anything will be done about it and so it's frustrating yet again i remember that one last year but that one was crazy that situation i showed that lady Coming, everybody was like coming to her defense when that cop shot her in front of her son and her little son got shot too. Yeah. But like she definitely was like crazy, mm-hmm. like antagonizing and trying mm-hmm. to like. You can hear her on the like saying like, "Oh, they not going. We gonna go out with a fight." Da, da, da. Yeah. So she was that one. I remember that because I was like, 
it ain't all, it, nah, all right, y'all. Sometimes it ain't just. Yeah. It oh, ain't yeah. just, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But my thing is still always, like, aren't we supposed, aren't the police supposed to be trained for these situations? Like, why are you scared? Like, you know what Come I mean? Come in regards like, to this one? Yeah, this one, and even, like, that one. Like, was there no way to immobilize them oh, other than... She had a gun. The, yeah, because matter of fact, time. her boyfriend from last year, he took the other kids and, like, got out. Gotcha. Okay. And, like, she kept her son, which I'm still confused why he was still in there. Yeah. But, like, they Maybe were talking to her. Yeah. No, she... But she also had, like, a warrant out for her arrest. Gotcha. She had yeah. multiple things of her, like, fighting and arguing with yeah. cops. Like, no, she just was a cop hater and just wanted whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which, but, yeah. But it do needs to be better, like methods of handling people with mental illnesses absolutely across the board there needs to be better yeah certain things you just even just throwing them in jail but i also feel like if you don't understand mental illness and realize that that's a thing you don't need to be in this type of any type of human service field where you're working with people yeah yeah and i think you know this is not necessarily a bash towards cops you know i appreciate the police officers the good ones um and i think there are a lot of good ones i think there's a lot of group thinking police officer you know in the police precinct just like military just like other you know industries um and so sometimes people can fall victim to that but i do think there are a lot of great officers you know i always shout out um officer norman who um is he in where is he Texas maybe or St. Louis somewhere Um, and he does a lot of community work and he's just really a good example of the good cops that are out there and I always try to shout out the cops that are doing their job and cops are underappreciated they're underpaid for what we ask of them to sacrifice which is their life they're not respected and they're not given what they need Um, it's one of those same situations where as long as we keep all these separate groups against each other um, the the 1% stays in power you know what I mean like if all the black people and all the Latino people and all the gay people and all the teachers and all the police all the people who are marginalized in society would stop fighting each other and have a conversation and be like, hmm, I wonder who's gaining from all of this. We could really change the system more effectively, but they've pit us all against each other. And so that's where our focus constantly is. And therefore the system continues to grow and the folks at the top continue to make all the money and all the decisions. So, you know, if we would ever just lay down our swords and have a conversation, we'd probably find out we have so much more in common at the bottom of the barrel (laughs) than we think we do. But, you know, that's a conversation for another day. Um, But yeah, we just wanted to speak on that and, you know, express our disappointment and sadness, but also acknowledge that it's just an ongoing problem. So moving on, uh, we had a request (laughs) that we talk about uh, Kenya Moore getting married. Um, Rose Mize. Earl Rose's eyes. I I I don't know what's happening in the world as a whole. Like I just don't like. Yeah, I really dislike her so much. She's a horrible human. She is not a good person in my eyes. I don't. Kenya Moore, for those who don't know, is one of the characters. Um, I say that characters <laughs> from Real Housewives of Atlanta. She's just. <laughs> a nasty nasty person and supposedly she's married now yeah but in her same post of her marriage she said we met last year but didn't see each other or talk until december 
2016, um, yeah. six months ago, exactly. and now they're married. But yet, she was sleeping with Matt in yeah. his truck yeah. six months ago, as told by the show and her and him. Mm-hmm. So, and then he's still out there, like you know, the hardest part is losing my queen. I'm like, sir. But I mean, he's I crazy as all hell anyway. And, but. and get some services because there's no reason for all the shit that this woman has put you through. You sitting here talking about this was not your queen. She's not a queen, let alone your queen. Okay. So I need you to go get some help, get your soul clear, and then you can come back out here in the dating world and act like you got some sense. Because if you think Kenya Moore is what you missed out on, then you don't love yourself. Then you've missed out on life. You've missed out on life, yeah. But yeah, she's with some dude. He apparently owns a famous eatery in Brooklyn, Soco BK. Hmm. Um, The food looked yummy on Instagram. Um, There is some controversy about... You know, I thought he was a dentist. So that lets you know I really don't know. (laughs) I definitely thought he was a dentist. No, I'm thinking about somebody else. Made that up. That's K. Michelle's dude was a dentist. Huh. That's what it was. But um, huh. yeah. <laughs> so um, I mean, I don't know. Congratulations. Like, oh, I God. guess if you've fallen in love from she gonna December be pregnant to next. May, how she gonna be pregnant? She ain't like four to seven years old. She ain't about to be pregnant. She ain't got no Janet money. Oh please. She ain't got Can no you, Janet. She got enough for a surrogate. I bet you she don't. Kenya Moore got like $500,000. No, she don't. Yeah, I, she got all the me, businesses. Watch me Google. Watch She's me at least two mil. Go- I mean, Google. there are people that are like regular, quote unquote, more regular than her. And she, they could do a surrogate and everything. So, yeah. But, um, you know, she's going to be real extra and feel like her surrogate has to wear Gucci and all of this and all of that. Like. I don't foresee that being a real thing. I definitely um, think she's gonna try to have a baby. She might adopt though, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, and I, I if she wants to have a baby, that's great. Oh, one point five million in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, she's she so, definitely has that. Yeah, she's good. But see, somebody else says she has eight hundred thousand. I don't know. I mean, she's still good. <laughs> Not, but see, I'm thinking like you're thinking about like eight hundred thousand. How we live? Like, look at this house she done built. I'm talking about a surrogate though. Oh yeah, I, th- I think that's still like thirty, forty, fifty thousand separate from. That's um, probably one check from Bravo. Maybe we'll <laughs> see. I don't want Kenya to have nobody, baby, until Kenya go to somebody therapy. Kenya needs to get some help. Okay, well that's gonna and be stop a, being a generational person curse. Because you're gonna put all that crazy shit onto your kids, um, and so whether y'all have a baby or not you know I know she very much wants to be a mom and that's awesome and great but whether you have a baby or not you need to be healthy first so stop being a bitch and stop (laughs) being cruel and ugly to other women all the time and then maybe you know she said the love of my life my rider (laughs) she made all these things in December girl which although I will say I just started married at first sight season five. Oh, I'm about to, and, get, I'm about to leave. <laughs> and I am interested to see, you know, what happens. I've watched all the, no, I've watched two or three seasons and it never seems to work well for most of the people, but I'm always interested to see how that whole thing plays out. So why does this man look like Kenya? Jordan Peele? He does look like, he Jordan looks Peele. like Jordan Peele. That's interesting. I'm yeah. a little creeped out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Oh yeah, that's weird. But anyway, um, yeah, I was gonna say something else, but that was gonna be inappropriate, so I shut it down. Yeah, shut I, it down. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm interested to see about the different little couples on Married at First Sight and to see if the arranged marriage thing is. It. So if that works, then can we say that Kenya's situation wasn't gonna work? Like, 
Earl? Like, is it wrong? Like, this these couples met after wedding day. Kenya at least knew this dude for four or five months. Do like, you see what I'm giving you? I see, but I'm the giving you slow see. blinks and blank stares. <laughs> Slow Maybe blinks it's gonna work out. and blank stares. Okay, well, Earl, I don't know. I ain't married, so I don't care. Earl, I'm not rooting for it, but and I'm not saying I'm necessarily rooting for it either. I just don't think Kenya's a good person, and I I own that I am bothered when not good people get good things, and so I don't like it. But you know, congratulations, I guess. So one last thing, did you see Ti and Tiny coming out the club together? I did. What are they doing? I don't. I like T.I. and Tiny. I don't. I like Tiny. I, like I, Tiny. I used to love T.I., but I don't like the way he speaks to her um, yeah. on that show. I mean, we only see the edits, but it just seems very controlling and unsupportive. But also, but it's like a controlling way where I'm saying this, but it doesn't sound controlling, but you got to kind of read between mm-hmm. the lines. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't, I don't he like He definitely it. tries to gaslight her. And yeah, and act that. as though she wasn't the money maker before she met they met like exactly. sir this girl is from an award-winning group and yeah. she's a bomb writer like yes and they're about the to be back they're gonna be performing the bt awards i don't even watch the bt awards but i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna have to watch escape because i love escape but yeah so i don't know tonight i hopefully hopefully they will um stop the drama and learn how to interact and co-parent in a healthy manner um, Learn from this. <laughs> Hopefully, that will be what happens. Cause I just yeah, and I said that was the last thing, but I just Steve Harvey, fuck you. Oh, I just oh. <laughs> I don't like him anymore. Wow. I've struggled with Steve Harvey for a couple of years, and this last year where I feel like his ego has just taken him like through the stratosphere and he just feels like he can do and say whatever he wants um which you can but then other people are going to have their opinions about what you do and say just like you love to have opinions about what other people do and say you love to holler at people on your radio show you love to judge them you love to tell people how to you know get a man and keep a man and think like a man and why the hell I gotta think like a man if I have to think like a man then what do I need a man for it's your job to think like a man it's my job to be the woman that I am and to be able to stand in my womanhood without you being threatened that's your job so uh kiss my ass um But I just, yeah, that's shit he said. For those who don't know, Steve Harvey made a comment to someone who was talking about the basketball game um, and disagreeing with him. Oh, the horror that someone would disagree with him. Because, of course, he's going for Ohio. He's from Ohio. The other person was going from Golden State. And they won. Anyway, um, shout out to Durant and Curry, Charlotte Pride, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, he got his feelings hurt and ended up um, asking the man where he lived. And the guy was like, I'm from Flint, Michigan. And he was like, well, go ahead and drink your brown water. So the fact that you think it's funny that the government has allowed people who live in the United States to drink contaminated water for years like years and you're going to joke and tease him about him drinking like having to drink contaminated water because he lives in Flint like I don't know just some shit's not funny some shit's not funny some shit's not appropriate and everything's not a joke and that one was a bad one um 
and I haven't we haven't even talked on Bill Maher that happened a couple of years a couple of weeks ago but let me just say a car just across the board white people you're not allowed to say nigger I don't care how woke you are I don't care how much money you have I don't care how many black people you have friends you have I don't care how many black people you've had sex with I don't care if you work with just black people I don't care if your children are half black I do not care nigger is not your word it's not your word and yes black people are going to use it but there are words that white people use to describe themselves that we don't use I don't know why it's so important for y'all to say that word, but it's not your word. You're not allowed to say it. I don't care who you hear say it on the song. It's not your word. Stop saying it. And if you feel this extreme urge to say it, look at why you want to say it so bad. Because I have friends who refer to themselves with, you know, words that at once were used in a, as, in a derogatory manner to describe them. And they have reclaimed that word. Like friends, my friends from the LGBT community say certain things about themselves. My friends from the white community define themselves in certain ways. And I don't feel any type of need to use those words to describe them. So I don't know why people feel they need to use those words to describe us or to describe themselves or whatever. But it's not your word. Stop using it end of story you can't ever say it ever just like you can't have black do blackface you can't say the n-word stop it it's not a thing <laughs> so any steve harvey or i don't speak on people that cheat on their wives and their their the current wife was a side piece so i don't talk <laughs> on things like that so all I right i don't you know i don't like steve gotcha so <laughs> i don't even support the franchise like you can't paint this image and tell people to do things when your wife um, was your side chick when you were cheating on your wife. So, on that note, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up. It's a longer mini sode since so some folk wanted longer mini sode. Right, Sierra. Oh, I wasn't gonna call you out. I'm Sierra, calling you out, Sierra. But, but um, Sierra, I hope this fits your need um, of a longer mini sode. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for um, tuning in to Mini Soul Three. Always. Be you. Be true. Hats, Hats off. off.